Good morning, Jay. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm Dr. Irene Ching. I'm on my podcast, Be Happy, Healthy and Wealthy. And today I've got a very, very fabulous guest here called Mr. Jay Miller. And he's been obviously a fantastic guy for me to interview. And especially for New Year now, I'm glad to have him on board to tell about what his adventure and his journey has been. So, Jay, uh, on this glorious morning, are you able to tell us uh, a bit more about your journey, how things came about, um, you know, your story, essentially, so my audience could get to know your background and what is it all about? Um, so good morning. So a few years back, I went and got uh, trained as a barber in uh, a high-end barber shop in Ballyhackamore in Belfast. And I actually went to go for a trade test so to see if I was good enough to cut her. Um, I went and done the trade test and it actually came back that it wasn't good enough. So then I, I sent an email back saying if there was anything in the future, I would be more than happy to come and do the cleaning the floor, um, making tea and stuff. So they actually sent me an email three weeks later and uh, uh, I ended up going working for them for seven months to get free training. So I got the free training from them. It was very, very high end. And I ended up being the manager for the House of Fraser for them. So it went really, really well. It was amazing. Right. Okay. That's interesting. With So that's your background with regards to the uh, business side. And what about, uh, because you've got a story about your upbringing, your background, really very amazing to hear what you've been through and where you are now. Tell my audience about this. So when I was a child, uh, my mum was an alcoholic, um, God bless her, and she couldn't mind us anymore. So we were actually taken off my mother and put into all different homes. I think in all, we're in about eight or nine different homes. Then we went into a children's home. Um, things were tough at the start, but it was, I think when you're younger, you don't really take into consideration what you're actually going through. Um, and then one night we were actually in the home, me and my younger brother, Wayne, um, we ran away from the home and he ended up getting knocked down and killed in front of me. Um, and it was terrible because at the end of the day, when you're a child, you sort of have to just get on with it. You don't really realize what you're going through. So then after that, I was fostered by my uncle, Victor, and he took me to home and he actually put me into his family unit and <clears throat> was like taking me on family holidays and stuff and looking after me and stuff like that. So it's it's been a real roller coaster of a life and you don't really realize until you write it all down when I've done my own book and stuff, how much stuff you've actually been through. And I've always had the mentality of um, everything's going to be all right. It's just going to, it's, I'm going to be fine. Everything's going to be, from a young age, I always thought to myself, and I used to tell my younger brother, don't worry, everything, we're going to get another foster parents and they're going to get us remote control cars, remote control airplanes, and we're going to have a happy, we'll have a brilliant life. And obviously that wasn't meant to be, but thinking back now, it's the stuff that you go through, it definitely hardens you for when you're, you're, you're older in life and it, it gives you the sort of tools that gets you where you, you, like you need to be and obviously stuff you go through. But going from that, <clears throat> we uh, I ended up joining the army from my uncle's house <clears throat> when I was 16, 17. I, I joined as a boy soldier and uh, I was in the army for just under two and a half years and then my best friend was getting bullied in the army and, and he actually shot himself on the phone till his, his father 
because there was stuff happening with Paul, Paul Cochran. <clears throat> there was stuff happening with Paul and he couldn't handle it no more. And he was on the phone to his daddy and says to his daddy, tell, tell my mum I love her. And, and he done that. God, God bless him too, because obviously it's a really, really tragic thing to go through for him and his family. Um, yeah, I actually, that's how I, I done a bit of haircutting when I was in the army. So that's how I started sort of doing haircuts was it when I was in the army, just really, really short haircuts. Um, and then whenever I left the army and stuff, uh, I went and obviously wanted to be a, a barber and pursue the barbering career. And yeah. that's where it's led me to today. Mm. Yes, of course. And uh, so with all this trauma you've been through, how did you rise up from the ashes? There, there's actually a few people said to me that, that friends and family says you're like a phoenix. You always rise up from the ashes. And I never really knew what that meant until I went and look, looked it up. And I think the reason of how I raised Riz from the ashes was I went and done an alpha course and got right with God because I needed structure in my life and I, and I didn't realize till then I was always lost and I had a I had something missing in my heart and it was it was the love of God and whenever I that's how I ended up like coming back up through and getting peace in my life was when I I got right with God. Mm. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, so tell me what what actually happened? So I was actually lost and I was having a bad time and stuff. So I went to, uh, I was actually in the leisure centre and I met one of my, a, a fellow that I knew from a long time ago. And he, just that, that brief meet of me bumping into him, he gave me his number and showed me his testimony on his phone. Or he sent, or sorry, he, he got my number and he, he WhatsApp me his, his testimony. And I remember sitting on the sofa looking at it going, that's absolutely amazing. I'd, lo I'd love to do that. So he, he offered me up to do an alpha course in Ballyduff uh, Community Centre. And that's how I ended up doing a, the, the alpha course. And that, that's a 12, an alpha for your listeners. An alpha course is a 12-week intensive course learning you about the Holy Spirit, how to receive receive God, and just giving you like basic things about what it actually means to be a Christian. Mm. And uh, and that's when you felt that God touched you, and that you felt that that's where you you were empty, and God brought in all this to fill in your emptiness. Yeah, definitely, um, unbelievable. The, I, I don't think I really knew when I was going up that night what was what was ahead of me because I think sometimes in life you sort of just bury your head and you don't really want to sort stuff out. But it's when I made the decision to go and do that. It's only now looking back when I made that decision that like there were so many things telling me not to go up there at night and I still did it. But when I made that decision and conscious decision, I made decisions along my life. That sometimes things might not feel right or not, might not feel like uh, like you're trying to like shy away from it. But when you do it, the, re the reward or the sort of the thing on the other side, what God has for you is unbelievable. So do you feel that you're a new person then? Absolutely, yeah, and even some of my friends and family and my clients are going like, "There's, a, there's a, you're like a different, you're like a different person," but that's what God does to people. Do you know what I mean? He, he gives you a new, like a new, you're a new person. Wow. Okay, and uh, so I'm, I remember reading about you. You were, was it right? You were doing drugs as well, or yeah, yeah. I at one time I was spending probably I'd say about a thousand pound a week on cocaine. It was really, really, it was really, really out of hand. I was, I never classed myself as a sort of a, a drug addict, but obviously I was, but I was like a working drug addict. I always went to work. I never took it in work, but I just worked really, really hard, but I played really harder. But at the end of the day, 
that doesn't work, you know what I mean? And it's only realised now, like I'm 40 now, you know what I mean? I'm, and I know obviously people think 40 is not old, but what I, the length that I've had up to now, I should be 80, <laughs> all the stuff that I've been through. But looking back and obviously everything that I've been through with drugs and everything else, like it, it always points to the, the same road, the ending. You're not, you're, it's never going to get you anywhere, do you know what I mean? Mm. Where now that I have God in my life and I'm thinking straight and I'm working hard and I'm, I'm doing uh, online courses and teaching and stuff, you, you sort of see how much God's using you to help other people. But yes. back then, you couldn't even help yourself. Yeah, tell tell me a bit more about your online courses, all this business that you're doing now. So um, I'm actually working with uh, Daniel Kinsnesny, and he he's he's mentoring me, um, helping me to do online courses and mentoring me to do uh, public speaking and stuff like TEDx and stuff. So it's been amazing that stuff online is going to be the physical courses that I, I've been doing up to date for the last two years. I've taught over 100 people that from Scotland, from Switzerland, Romania. These people have all travelled to Northern Ireland to like get trained. So it's been, a, it's been a roller coaster too. The thing with online, I'm trying to work smarter rather than harder. Because obviously, I've been for the last two years, I've been standing doing the haircuts and then teaching after. So you're maybe wearing yourself thin. So the online stuff, and we're in the middle of getting the ranks sorted, and it's more or less there. It's you can buy them online and stuff for just to tweak a few things. If you if we have them in place, you have a bigger, you've such a big bigger pool of people. You've got the whole world. You don't need to, everybody in the world to buy it. Even a, a percentage of the whole population, and you're 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 gonna obviously cater for people's needs. What I want to try and aim at is people that's maybe been through hard times that maybe are attracted to me where I can help them. Because at the end of the day, we're all. We're all on a, on a journey and, and people need lifted up, not stood on. That's right, yes. <clears throat> and uh, so through all these things that you've been through, especially the hardship uh, when you were a child, what actually made you, um, you know, improve yourself? What make What is that drive that make you want to improve yourself? I think... With me, I've always been the sort of, I would give you my my last. If I didn't have something and I had it, I would give you it. I think the mentality that I've always had is I get more fulfillment out of seeing somebody like lighten up and, and save because I've maybe given them something. So when I do the teaching, when I get these people, the thing that's given me the drive is because I'm in the business of making people look and feel good. So money doesn't drive me. If, I, if somebody's in my chair and I know they're having a bad day and I've done so many clients, by the time that they leave my shop, I've had really good fun with them, and they've had a good haircut, and then they've left, and they're and they're they're like a different person, and 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 I've always got that feedback. I've got a lot of reviews on Google, and a lot of reviews on Booksy, and they all say the same thing that when they sometimes they went into the shop and they don't feel too good, and they come out, it's sort of way lifting their spirit up, and I that's what's always drove me. It's it's helping other people. So your drive is because you feel good when you help people. Yeah. And I think every every person you touch or help, you felt that you've made a difference in their life. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wonderful. And what what regards to the uh, habits that you have kind of cultivated to help you to stay on course? So the thing, what it's more every morning I get up, I get up and I get up, I get on my knees at half six every morning. And I read the Bible, and then I write stuff down that I'm grateful for, and then I read the Bible, and I try and pray as much as possible. Um, I keep my my, my friends' circles very low. I don't really 
I wouldn't be going out or anything, you know what I mean? And the habits I have now is to try and be as proactive with work and my family life as much as possible. I make sure that they're running correctly and running the best that they can be instead of me running about like Peter Pan that never grew up. Okay, that's good. And do you think you're happy now? Far from, yeah. To be honest with you, I think years ago when I was partying and I was doing drugs and drinking and stuff, I only thought I was happy, but it was a mask. See, now that I'm away from all the drinking drugs and everything else, and I've got structure in my life, especially because I've got God in my life, the difference in me having God in my life, and I know people would probably not think themselves, oh, it's all right, he's a Christian. It's actually harder being a Christian because of the walk a better line. But the thing about happiness now, it's it's what you, you sort of create your, and you're, 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 you, you choose to be happy, don't you? You, you just... You have to get up in the morning and say, this is going to be an amazing day. You can't get up and go, oh, this is, look at this. I try and be as positive as I can and, and everything else falls in the place. Okay. And uh, is there anything that you do to actually um, to improve your happiness, you know? Well, I think whenever you're, I try and pray as much as possible and stuff. And um, I try and wait for lots of walks. Um, I've, because I'm so busy, the only time I would get to go out and walk them would be seven o'clock on a Sunday morning because yeah, I'm so busy. But I've tried to get out, out uh, in the fresh air as much as possible and obviously being mentored by Daniel and stuff, it, it keeps you positive as well. Mm. And it's trying to keep all the wee small things in check that makes the big things happen. Yes, yes. And um, so, yeah, I, I always agree with that happiness is a choice, isn't it? And uh, happiness come by because you've decided that day um, that you're going to be happy, whatever happens, isn't it? Even yes. things come along to, you know, just like if if you're in the storm, you know, God says, and Jesus did say that, you know, even if you go through the storm, I'm with you. And I think just having that assurance that you're not alone, that itself, it's going to make anyone joyous. And also understanding that we're not just here to, always gratify or do things for ourselves but actually when we you know give and help just like what you said earlier on that's how you know it makes us happy isn't it yeah definitely you have to be grateful for what we actually have you know what I mean? at the end right. of the day, if you yeah, make gratitude. up in the morning you should be grateful for the air that's in your lungs never mind going i want this car i want this or i want that because at the end of the day we're, we're only here for a short time it's it's up to us to actually make the decision that we're actually going to be happy and move on with their lives rather than, I think a lot of people live in the past, which is not good. That's right, yeah. So how how did you overcome some of this trauma and heal yourself? I think the big part of this whole healing process for me was writing my own book, which gave me a lot of uh, healing. And I think just being busy and trying to keep myself from that lifestyle where, you're sort of way looking back, you know. I mean, the man that I am from, I could see it till the where I was. It was very negative, and where now I'm a lot more positive, and obviously making conscious decisions that I I don't want that lifestyle, and I want to be happy. But the thing going forward is having the good people around you. Like I get married and stuff, and I've got lovely kids. That's it's good to have a family unit around you. When I never had that, you know what I mean. So even having that is a big support. My wife, Orla, she does everything for me. She runs about every single day and getting making sure the two shops are all uh, sorted, making sure that I have, like I don't know, drops me down with breakfast or something. And she's always just there to help out and obviously looking after 
all the kids and all. So it's, it's having that family unit and having a positive family unit where obviously there's no drinking drugs and you're going forward, just going to yourself. Like the healing process, it comes in many, in my opinion, many different forms. And when I done this, when I read this book and stuff too, the stuff that I learned about myself and the stuff that I spoke about, and it was ghost writ too. So when I was speaking to the girl and back and forth, she, she couldn't believe how much stuff that I'd been through. Mm. And it's, I think it's one of them things that you never really understand till you look back and go, did I actually go through all that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you ever like gone through crisis? You know, obviously you've overcome a lot of this trauma. This yeah. life throw things at you. So have you gone through crisis and felt that, you know, you just want to give up? I think year, years ago when I was about, uh, when I left the army and stuff, I was, I was, I wanted to give up. But I, I think the mindset that I had then and now, I know obviously it's completely different. I never had God in my life then. But back then, I think I just never had anything to look forward to. Where now, the creativity, the creativity of making people look and feel good, um, doing wee small things about the shop or helping people or doing the barbering courses and training so many people. That I'm realising now that God's using me in a way where I'm actually helping these people because I can see the joy in their face. It's, I know for a fact that they're not there just to learn barber. They're learn they're there to learn stuff off me and life, life aspects. But the thing about it is it's uh it's what you just put into it. And not you just have to put everything that you can into it. Yes, of course, yeah. And with regards to, you know, overcoming failures, how would you I mean, everybody has been through failures. How would you what are the things that you do to overcome failures? Well, I've had to do some of my failures in public where I've had a, I had a, a, a really successful shop in East Belfast and I sold that to a boy that uh, and I sold it for buttons, really, really cheap shop. At, at its peak, I could have got 80000 for that shop and I sold it for, I think it was like 6300 or something, something silly. But people don't understand whenever you, that stuff happens in the public eye or maybe that looks like a defeat or it looks like you've, you've lost something. When you lost shops or, or you lost something inside, you don't realize till you go down the road and look back and go that that thing made, it, it makes you stronger and it helps you with your mm -hmm. failures. But when it's happening, you think the world's ending. But at the end of the day, it makes you stronger. And them crisis that I've been through, and I've done it with a couple of shops. I sold the first shop, Jay's Meal Agreement, for buttons because it was just, to be honest with you, I needed to sort myself out. And that was the only reason I sold it. I needed to completely just shut everybody off. I needed to get my head sorted and do everything and, and I've done it and um, when you're moving and I've, I've moved from another two shops that wasn't the rent wasn't too cheap so I moved from them shops as well but so there's three shops that I've moved from people looking in they're going that's a failure that's a failure but see now I'm stronger than I've ever been and that's because God took me through that valley to get me where I'm going to go do you know what I mean at that time or you're going through your hardship you might think to yourself my life's over instead of looking to God and thinking to yourself He's in the storm with me, you know what I mean? And obviously, you don't realise that till you look back and go, I was actually, uh, God was teaching me something there. Yes, of course. Actually, failures, that's where we learn. Because even if we go through failures, you know, the best thing that we do is actually learning a lesson from it. Yeah. So it's not really a failure. It's just a misnomer. Yeah. That's that's. Yeah. I, I've done so many mistakes and, you know, failures in my life. And actually, the way it has taught me, even 2022 as well, 
Yeah. I mean, in different forms, you know, just like what you said, you know, I've sold yeah. things too cheap, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. buying and sell properties. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm like you, I was like, why did I sell that? You know? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I realized that it's a lesson. Yeah. And uh, you, you can't go back. If you just yeah. reminiscence and go back yeah, to yeah. the past, regretting about it, it's just going to destroy you. Yeah. That's what my husband said to me. Why do you go back there, Irene? And I've just realized through all these years, yes, I go back there mainly to learn a lesson. And from then on, analyze it and then move on to the next step. Because that's then it. I would learn my lesson. I'll never do it again. You, you know it. what I'm saying? And that's that's, that's how, that's journey. And yeah. that's where we learn and uh it actually, failures and crises and all these challenges are there to make us stronger. And they're there to actually kind of bring some sparks to a boring life. Because if not, life is just mundane. You know, yeah. when you have all these challenges, that's when you flex your muscle. Then you use all your faith because if everything is easy, so why that means you're not being challenged. You're not going to grow, you know, yeah. just like muscle, isn't it? And that's yeah. how, you know, God take us from one journey, from one mountain, down the valley, up another mountain, even higher mountains. And you realize over the years, you are on top of another taller mountains. And you look back to all the small mountains you've been through and you look down and say, oh, my goodness, I've climbed this high. And where am I going to go? And that's where you're going to look forward, isn't it? Look forward to a bigger mountain. That's, that's a good way of putting it. I think that's where you are heading. You're heading towards a bigger challenge, a bigger crisis. I mean, whatever throw at you. Not, not, we won't, I think it's also how we frame it. It's not so much of a crisis, but more of a challenge. What yeah. can I do, you know, when these things happen? Because, you know, everybody talk about recession. Everybody talk about all this. But for us, you know, I just realized that, you know, when famine comes about, you know, I've learned, you know, I'm prepared for people will be going through famine, but I'll be like Isaac that, you know, there'll be wells for me and there'll be feeding, there'll be water for my plants, for my, you know, sheep and for my stocks, because I know, you know, God will bless us, you know, or bless myself, you know. So Amen. I think... But I think that's how we look at life, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you mentioned your wife, you know, on your website that, you know, she's inspiring you. She's your life. Tell me a bit more what's happening. So Mathorna, she's, uh, we had our first child about six and a half, about six years ago. And from then we've had, we went on, had another four, four kids. So we've got three boys and a girl. Wow. So uh, she's uh, she's amazing. Like she's been by my side the whole way from the whole journey of my downs and my ups, and just stuck by me. Do you know what I mean? And many other people would have they'd been away and they'd went away and sort your stuff out there. But from day one, like and from we uh, we met, um, we sort of my 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 drug use and everything sort of went downhill, and and she was sort of trying to keep everything together. Um, I think you don't realize, um, obviously, what you've got. That's standing beside you and looking after you and, and helping out with so much in the business and everything else. And she, she phones and pays bills. And there's so much of an element that she does that everybody else doesn't see. But uh, no, she's, she, if there's times that I've been down. It's just, and she's like, she's always told me, remember who you are. Do you know what I mean? Years ago, she ended me, 
I get back up. She never, she was pleading with me. She was crying. Please don't sell that shop. Please don't. And I says it has to go. Do you know what I mean? She was the one that was just don't be letting it go. But at the end of the day, I think behind every good barber or out behind every good person is a good woman. Yes, yes, I completely agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what uh, you know. I tell my husband as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be my side of my story as well. Okay. Now, with regards to, obviously, uh, you know, with your business and everything, how, how, what are the things that you do that keep you going, that keeps inspiring you, you know, to move forward rather than regressing? So I volunteer every, so I've got two busy shops, but I, my only day off is a Wednesday and I volunteer in the homeless shelter in Belfast for the homeless. So I go down there and cut their hairs and that, that keeps me grounded and it keeps me very humble. There's actually sometimes with a van away and you're very tearful because these people have got absolutely nothing. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I look back to my life where I was, even from a child till the drug use till this, and I go to myself, like this outcome for me could have been so much different. Mm. And I go down there and I speak to them about my faith. And people sometimes they'll not want to speak to like clean cut Christians. And what I mean by that is people that's well dressed and everything else, where I'm going down with tattoos, shorts, and these people would open up to me and speak to me quicker than they would to other people. So at the end of the day, if I'm cutting their hairs and I can re relate to them about my drug use and everything else, I can help people as well. As I said before, God puts you in places to help other people. At that mm -hmm. time, you may not know why you're doing it. Um, I volunteer in care homes as well. So there's actually a fella, I'll not name his name, obviously, but he actually, um, he hung himself and his missus cut him down. So he's brain dead now. So I go around once a month to a care home beside my uh, barber shop in Belfast to a brain injury unit where I where I cut his hair. So we had to put, take him out of bed and put him into a chair and strap him in. And he knows I'm there, but he just can't speak. He, they feed him through a syringe and stuff. And it's just all wee different things like that, where if I'm in them places, um, my number, I go to a lot of palliative care where people have no like the end of life for cancer and stuff. And I've been around all them, them cancer wards and stuff, helping people, stuff like that. Just, it just lifts me up. And that, like at the end of the day, you have to, what I've learned is you have to give a lot more than you take. You know what I mean? And at least people, like, what way would I feel if I was laying in a bed and, and and somebody came to cut my hair? You'd, you'd feel you'd feel overwhelmed that you've you've actually met somebody from outside. Never mind being stuck in a in a ward hmm. or a homeless shelter. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. You know, right, so st stuff like that keeps me very very humble, and that's oh, what gives me stuff like that gives me drive to sort of way. Like life could be so much different. Very, very, you know what I mean? And that's, I've got my heart just, I, I just want to give these people because at the end of the day, I'm not doing it because I want to receive. I'm doing it because I'm just so grateful for what God's took me through to where I am now. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I lost everything about six years ago and I've only built myself up and I'm bigger and better than I've ever been now. And it says in the Bible about what the locust takes away, God will give you back tenfold. And see the way my life is now, like what God's done in my life, it's, Anybody that doesn't believe in God, they're probably going, what's he talking about? But you don't truly understand until you're walking with God. Like, if you're with God, he could be against you. That's it. Amazing. Wow. Okay. So I can see that all those things that is driving you is you are grateful for what you have received. Yeah, 100%. Everything you've said, every time you're saying that, I'm grateful because I was like this now. It's like amazing grace, isn't it? Yeah. I was this wretched and now see what I've 
God has changed me and, you know, transformed me. I'm a new person. And that's so amazing, isn't it? And now I can see because of that in feeling of his grace and his love, he has kind of transformed you that you just want to give, isn't it? That is the outflowing of the river of life in you that you just want to pour and give to other people. And that's, that's, you know, seems to be when you want to make difference in people's life. Is that right? Yeah. When yeah. I, th- I think whenever you learn, what I've learned is if you want to make a change in somebody's life, you have to change yourself. And that's what I've, what, my thing, me getting right with God and, and, and realizing that God's made a new spirit of me. And the thing about it was years ago, my attitude and everything, the way I was living my life, I didn't care about nobody. But see now, it's, it's, it's amazing what God's done in my life. And I give him all the glory. I can't sit here today and say, it was me, it was me. Yes, I've made conscious decisions, but the true thing about God and what he's done in my life has been a complete miracle. Even in my relationship before that, and us being married and stuff, do you know what I mean? Before, our, our lives were just upside down because of me, because of the drug taking. But that's that's the whole thing about how the enemy gets in. People don't be reali- people don't realise they get used by the enemy and they, they, they do or say certain things and they don't realise what they're going through because they're being used by the enemy to attack other people. But I'm just so grateful that now that I can make decisions now where I can actually input positivity in people's lives and help them to sort of way push forward and because there's so many people and I, I pray about it I've prayed for it for years I prayed when I first got saved about helping other people and God did use me as a vessel to help other people and stuff and help me on these barbering courses and lo and behold the barbering courses are full every night they're 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 four nights a week I'm teaching you know what I mean and there's like five and six people on each course and these people are coming to me and I've had people many a times crying and out the back hugging me and talking to them about other stuff about life. Do you know what I mean? So this is all people that God sent into my life. It wasn't just to learn about Barbara. Barbara was only just to get, get in the food hold and the, the rest is history. Yes. Wow. So it's it's not just you teaching them. It's like you're coaching them as well. Uh, is it? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the thing, they, I, don't, I actually, when I done my first Alpha course, I thought... Uh, I thought this is amazing. So I actually run my own alpha course um, in July. And there was the, f- the first night there, there was, well, there was a, f- um, a pastor, Stephen Lowry, which is an amazing pastor as well. It's looked after me as well. He's the pastor of our church. Um, he's in White House Presbyterian. And he said to me, we should run a- an alpha course. So the first night in my barbershop, there was 18 people in my barbershop for the alpha course. Wow. So it was, it was amazing. So it was, it was, at the end of the day, I would class myself as an out-of-the-box Christian. At the end of the day, I'm not weary or scared to speak out about certain things, obviously, if it's all for the glory of God. Yes, that's that's it, isn't it? For the glory of God. And um, I mean, what just you've kind of answered one of the questions earlier on. I remember you said, you know, when people say that, oh, they don't believe in God, you know, look at my life, isn't it? That you've yeah. been transformed. And <laughs> how can can how can God not being alive, you know? I've had many questions because I have my Bible where I actually signed for the contract of my shop and my Bible sits there. So that place in my shop where I signed for that contract and how my life turned around and God being in my life. And many people come in and they lift my Bible and go, like, are you really saved and stuff? No clients just messing about. And then they'll, they'll, they'll sit down and they'll talk about like how mad my life was before and how it's like now. And I says, but it's as me as a Christian, it's it's my testimony to tell you for you to see with your own eyes what my life was like before and what it's like now. And if you don't see a true reflection of, of a difference there, then 
there's something seriously wrong, do you know what I mean? And many people would come in and go, like, it's amazing. Like, the last two years of your life have been unbelievable, and I'm going, but it's all for God. It's the glories for God, because there's no way that I'm ever going to chance, try and chance my my arm and say, oh, it was me that done all this, because there's, it's just not possible. You know what I mean? Even the way my shops and all have, have bloomed and everything about the barber courses and how busy they are, it's unbelievable. You know what I mean? And what I'm most grateful for is the peace that I have now, because I never had peace in my life. You know what I mean? I've got a piece of my life. It's it just it's it's under it's un, understandable about how much peaceful it's it's crazy like how peaceful that I am now. You know what I mean? I work really hard, but before it was like it was all over the place, like finishing work and going out for dinner, and then the next night going out for dinner, going out somewhere else. The, 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 you know what I mean? We're not. I'm a lot more calmer and everything's more structured, and obviously <clears throat> have to just keep praying and God will look after me. Yes, yes, I completely agree with you. Now, with regards to, obviously, you know, you've got all these structures and everything. Do you have anything that you kind of keep up with to keep you from falling? Um, I just try and keep positive. And I, try and, I go to the gym every morning. Um, I'm trying to be in the gym for 7 o'clock every morning before I start work. I'm just trying to keep certain things in check where I don't I wouldn't be going out to part like drinking or I wouldn't be going out to any bars or anything. I wouldn't be putting myself in any predicament where you could end up falling because the most valuable thing to you is your testimony. And if you're gonna be going out in bars, it's like if you stand on the middle of a road, you're gonna get knocked down eventually. So that's why I, I just don't be going out to any that puts me in the in a predicament where you're you end up drinking or something. So I wouldn't be going out for <clears throat> in the bars and I wouldn't be drinking at all and just being anywhere near Anybody that's gonna try and get you to drink and stuff. So you're careful in that sense. <clears throat> yeah, you have to be. Yeah, like your there's, there's a bigger target in my back now because I'm a Christian. Yes, and uh, I mean, how would you explain to people uh, that obviously you know that they are at where you were before? How would you explain and how would you? encourage them to go on this journey that you've just gone on you know so that you can help them and encourage them and you know um, push them forward I think you need this first of all from my my own uh, perspective like you definitely have to want to change you can't expect God just to come and lift you up one day and go right that's you you're sorted well, you have to make conscious decisions of going I want to I want to be happier I want to definitely have a better lifestyle I want to be and until you make them sort of um, changes in your life where you constantly consciously say to yourself, I need to change this this here because this isn't working for me. And once you do stuff like that, which I did, I made changes and, and, and I went and done the Alpha course and just wanting better for myself at the end of the day, you're, you're not, it's not going to be an easy fix. It's, like I'm, 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 I'm continue to fix myself. You're always just trying to keep yourself positive because the worst thing in your ma- is, is your mind that's going to try and put, knock you off course. So mm. the thing is making positive uh, like s- stuff in your life that's going to change, going to keep you from being negative. And it, I know it's, it's not it's not easy in, in the world that we live in now because it's full of so much negativity and stuff. And even the, the, the music people listen to, it's, they don't realise there's stuff all put through that to make you f- be in uh, not a good place. But just constantly writing stuff down and being grateful for what you have and reading lots of books and stuff like that, being out, out of the house as much as possible because I wasn't well there last week for a couple of days and even sitting in the house for three days, it's not good for your mental health. Like, definitely not. See, because I'm used to being out, 
you need to be uh, you need to be out and about and uh, speaking to people. You know what I mean? And mm. even in my book too, and I was on the radio last week speaking to Frank Mitchell, and I always say in the book and saying on the radio stations and stuff, if anybody's ever struggling, they can reach out to me on Facebook, and I I certainly help them because wow. at the end of the day, everybody's we're, we're only a few days away from being in a, in a bad place. I mean, we're, we're only human. Mm, yes, of course. And uh, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm, yeah I've, I've got all your information to, on your bios and obviously I'm going to put it out there so people can reach out to you, uh, especially they've been through where you've been through and obviously, you know, they need a helping hands that you are available and uh, I can see that you've got this heart that you want to give, you know, to help others. And it's so amazing to have uh, that hunger inside you that you just want to give. How do you keep up with that? See, to be honest with you, I actually think the personality that I have, I was born in the 80s, and I don't know, I think I've got a, obviously a bit of ADHD because I'm just so energised. And if, if I have a really, really busy day at work, and like I mean really busy, and I come home and have a sleep, see, next morning I get up, I'm ready to go again. And I think the mentality and the mindset that I have, it's like I, never, I just never stop. It's like a productive personality where I just keep going and keep going and keep going. But the thing with people, like I, it's, I think it's because I've been down. I've been down there so much and I've seen how hard it is that I realise that that's not a nice place. And if I can even help somebody so small, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was I was in Belfast City Centre a couple of weeks ago and this boy, I was sitting out, standing outside the pizza shop and the wee boy came over and he knew me from the homeless shelter and he said he had nowhere to stay. So I, get, I, I went round to the hotel and I paid for his hotel. Wow. Anyway... Anyway, it turned out that he had a he had a place, but I was in the homeless shelter the Wednesday after, and the and a girl came up to me. And she was she hadn't had a she says she hadn't had a shower in four weeks, and she said to me, "Jay, I just want to thank you for that night." And I said, "What are you talking about?" That boy that asked me for the hotel room, he didn't use it. He gave it to that girl, and I said, "It wasn't. It was God." At the end of the day, because I paid for his hotel and he gave it to you. Just because I paid for it, it was God given the aid. You know what I mean? But yeah. people, pe- people that's not saved don't understand that they're going. What What does that mean? But I understand it because I pray for God to use me in every way and use me as a vessel to help other people. And mm-hmm. even if it's in, even if it's indirectly. And I was so happy when she told me that it was for her because at the end of the day, the girl, the girl's on the streets and she's getting off. And do you know what I mean? And she and she came up and she said to me, Jay, um, can I have a book, please? And I still am books for twelve fifty. And I just, I give them out down there all the time because see if that book can touch somebody and help them. No, I mean, look, 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 look. <clears throat> it's going to be amazing for their life because they're, it's nearly like making them understand you're here for a short time. It doesn't have to be as hard as this. I know you might have been through so much um, trauma, but if they read my story, there's some of them's read it and they're going like, I can't believe you've been through so much. Yeah. And it's because that's why I'm down in the homeless shelter trying to help them. It's because at the end of the day, I know it's only a couple of haircuts, but it means so much to me because... When I was down, there was nobody trying to give me a hand back up, you know. And I know I not the the be and and all end all of everything, but if God's in the middle of it, it'll be it'll, it'll be grand. Yes, yes. Oh, it's so amazing. Now, I I remember this. Um, I I I'm just this is just making a statement about what my my own journey as well, because I uh, God was asking me to be an entrepreneur and also be an influencer. And I was like, God, I can't do that, you know. I, 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 you know, I'm scared of speaking English. I don't want to be upfront there, you know. I just like to hide away. 
And I remember God challenging me. And one point I was asking God, you know, should I reach out to, you know, because I've, I've got a message. God kind of told me to speak to people about, you know, wealth and money, you know. And then I was asking God, you know, so should I speak to Christian or should I speak to non-Christians? You know, so what what should should I do? And then God was saying to me, uh, you know, I rain on everybody. I send rain and my sunshine is for everyone. So when I heard that from him, I realized it doesn't matter, you know, where we pour, you know, whatever love or whatever funds you have, just like what you've done, you know, it doesn't matter where you pour, whether it's believer, non-believer, you're there because people needs to be touched. People needs to know whether they believe or not, because obviously my podcast is probably towards anyone. And some will say, you know, Jay, I'm not very spiritual. So what would be your answer to people? Obviously, I've kind of said a bit already, but what would be your answer, you know, when people that is not into spiritual things say to you, you know, Jay, I'm not into spiritual things. So is there anything else you could offer me besides talking about spiritual side? So what I would say to them was, and what I have done in the past, going at the end of the day, you don't realize until you've tried it. I, I say, like, imagine having a lovely steak at a, at a restaurant, but you, you'd never want to try and taste it. But if somebody says, just come and try, at the end of the day, once you come and try God and you try what Jesus and all can do in your life, you know what I mean? Unless you try and make the positive decisions to go and actually actively like have God in your life. And at the end of the day, once you, you have God in your life, you're never, your life will never be the same again. But up, up until that decision, you, you can't expect God just to come and pick you out of the crowd and go right and go look after him. So what I've always said to my clients, it's like it's like the most fanciest restaurant in the world and having a lovely steak. But you, you, if you don't taste that steak, you, you'll never know what it's like. So it's like having God in your life, which is so good. And take it from me, my 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 uh, past and my, my obviously present, my future, everything that I've been through and what it's like and what it, what it was like. That's a true testimony of what God's done in somebody's life. And that's, in my opinion, there's hands down, there's no other reason why anybody would, if you've seen somebody's testimony and you know them and what they've been through and everything else and what God's done in their life, it's truly amazing what God can do for anybody. Yes, yes, I completely agree with you, you know, with, with my own life as well. You know, God kind of help us bring us through from the ashes, you know, and bring us up and obviously to show that, you know, he, he can heal, he can restore and he can build us back to even more beautiful to, you know, whatever dreams you want, you know, God can do all that because he's there, you know, to love us and he made us, you know, to be that fantastic person. He's already put in us all the potential, everything in us, in our mind. So the question now is whether we will believe or not, you know, yeah. all those things that is inside us, whether we will believe that is that capability that we have. Because yeah. all of us are like canvas, isn't it? We are like yeah. canvas and he's there. He's already given us everything. And it's just down to us whether we would, um, you know, believe and use that tools or talents that he has given us. And again, it doesn't matter whether they, you know, want to say it's from God or what, you know, God already done the work, you know, he, he will say, yeah, it doesn't matter whether you're going to give thanks to me. I've already done it. And some people will just, you know, 
get all the good stuff and love, but God says, it doesn't matter. Even if you come back, you know, to me and not say anything to me, I'm there, you know, just like our parents, isn't it? I mean, yeah, for, yeah. I mean for you, obviously it was hard because, you know, you, you've obviously been through a lot yourself, you know? Yeah. But, um, I mean, with with life, you know, when we go through rejection, when God gives us love, that's when, you know, how love will overcome and remove all this bitterness, gel, you know, rejection and brokenness, how that can be removed. Now, with, with regards to what you've been through and uh, what you've now helping others to go on their journey, um, what are your plans? What are your dreams? What are your aspiration and who what are you doing to get that uh you know being built so what i'm what i'm doing now is working with daniel so he's a, a a coaching mentor which is he's been amazing so far in my life he's been a real positive impact um so from me meeting him eight months ago i actually have a team of people behind me now nothing to do with the barber shops but driving my pro barber uh academy jay's pro barber academy online so the team and we have a team of seven people, um, and it's they're all over the world. Um, most of them's here, um, but it's been absolutely amazing. So we're going to be doing what we're doing physically. The last I've been teaching for now for six, seven years. Um, and now we're trying to what we're doing is putting it online. So it's giving people all over the world. Um, the thing it gives us the the aspiration to go and do this was because there's been so many people asking from other countries can they do a course. So. There's not too many from this country, Northern Ireland, that is actually doing online teaching. And I think it's because they want to shy away from the awkwardness of us, the way we talk and stuff. But it's, it's been amazing so far. We've actually sold loads of courses. Um, and when you're doing that online stuff, you learn a lot about yourself, um, doing seminars and doing online teaching and meeting so many different people from all over the world, which is amazing because you would never have got the chance. And this is, this is another thing that I believe God has his hand on because my book came out of nowhere after about a, doing it for about a year and a half and boom, we've sold 500 copies. Now working with Daniel, we want to sell copies in all different, eight, eight or nine different countries. So we're going to change the language and, and have it all over the place. Um, but the online stuff, it's what I'm trying to work towards um, or what I'm doing is working smarter rather than harder because mm. as you get older, you want to be trying to work as best as you can and as efficient as you can um, and stuff like that. So my, my dreams is to, to build that pro J Pro Barber Academy to be worldwide and to have an impact on people that's maybe struggling all over the world and, and using my my life as a blueprint to show people look this is how bad my life was. Maybe it wasn't as bad as yours or maybe it was, but I'm here to help, not just the barber you or teach you the barber, but even just the mentor you as well. Wow, that's a great oh I'm feeling excited <laughs> for you. You know, I'm sure yeah. you know, God is going to bless you. You know, whatever you dream here, God is there to explode it out of the waters. You know, that's yeah. his plan, you know, that we think, oh, yeah, we'll just do this. You know what? He will say that. No, my plans for you is greater than that. Yeah, that's, amen. that's the amazing thing about God the Father, isn't it? Yeah, amazing. Honestly. He's always there to challenge us and build us. And he will show you little bit by little bit. He's like a lamp, isn't it? He will show yeah. you, yeah, go this way, <laughs> go that way. And then yeah. he's going to bring you up to a higher, higher level. And that's the amazing thing about God. Right. Yeah. And... uh 
so another challenging question because I've been through it myself. I I had money blocks, you know. And what do you think is your answer to believers? Do you think God wants you to prosper? Yeah, definitely. Because the and I felt it, and it, it took me through it. The first time that I had the shop, I was making a serious amount of money a week, but I wasn't doing the, the right thing with it. And now that I've come through the valley of where I am now, um, I know I'm working very hard, but that God's putting these people in place for the money to come. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's not all about the money, as I said before. It's about making people look and feel good. But the thing about it is. God's always there to push you and push you and push you. Do you know what I mean? To prosper. Yes. Hey, that's good that you've got uh, obviously a good understanding about money because uh, a lot of believers that which I've met over the years, uh, you know, have a misconception about, you know, what God wants us to have. They think that if we want money, uh, you know, or fame or whatever status or anything, I'm not saying you know, that's what I want. But I'm just saying that uh, God, obviously, is not into all these things. But what he wants is to bless you and prosper you because that's what he wants, not just money-wise, but in every aspect of your life, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, he, again, he wants you to do that at the same time, not to worship money, but actually worship him. And him being your focus. And that's where when you focus on him, money will come through. You see, that's I love your answers because, because you have a great understanding that God wants you, you know, to prosper. When we prosper, that's when he can show and tell. Yeah. You know, because God <laughs> is into show and tell. He doesn't want you to hide away and not yeah. show, you know, like the light, you know, God says he doesn't want you to put it under the bushel or close it. He wants you to show and tell because when you are a light, other people can see you just like what you said about your testimony. You know, that's where you were there and what God has brought you to this, you know, wealthy. Um, and, you know, and for us, you know, just like what you're doing, your wealth, you can see you're giving, you know, you're you're blessing others. And that's when God says, you know, I remember God told me, you know, Irene, you are limiting me. You've only got this vessel, you know, me as a as a doctor, you know, as a GP. And I was like, you only got this. That's all I can pour, pour through. That's a limit to it. He told me, you need to build more baths. You need to build more multiple streams so that I can pour. You know, that's where he can, you know, do those things rather than us limiting ourselves. Oh, just this. You understand what I'm saying? You know, just like what you're doing now. You yeah, know, yeah. he's going to bring different things in. Yeah. He's just going to pour into your barns so that your barns will grow. And and inside us, we want to, want to multiply. We want to grow the wealth so that other people will benefit we're not going to be bosses who will just want every all the money for ourselves. We're there to bless. We're there yeah. to be good employers, be good mentors, coaches, not just coaches who just, you know, want all the money for ourselves, but we're there, you know, we receive, but also, you know, understanding your value that people should pay you. Because when I was younger, I always thought, oh, yeah, I'm just going to give things for free. But the problem is I've learned when people receive free things, sometimes they don't appreciate it. Yeah. 
Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? You know, like yeah, like yeah. seeing a GP, they don't know, you know, how valuable that things or healthcare, you know, they, they miss their appointment. They don't know it's going to cost like a few hundred pounds for them. Oh, because it's free. You know, they didn't have to sacrifice for it. They think they were just not appreciated. So I've learned over the years, you know, so that is your value, Jay, Jay that you just have to, you know, people have to pay because yeah. if they start paying, they're going to earn back thousand times more you know that's that's what you're gonna do isn't it when people learn from you they're gonna earn thousand multiplies of you know whatever times you know and they're gonna use that skills not just on the barber side but actually on other things it's yeah. amazing you know and um yeah so that's another thing about prosperity because i think in the kingdom sometimes people misunderstand god you know they think that we are, we are, we, I mean, that's why I always talk about Abraham, you know, Abraham, Joseph, you know, King David, Solomon, they're all amazing. You know, even Jesus, Jesus is rich, you know, he can just call upon the fish and bring money to him. You know, he's got all the money, he can call upon anything. So, okay, now the next question obviously is um, about, um, obviously, uh, health. Yeah. So you mentioned about going to gym and stuff. Do you have, besides going to gym, you know, what what's the, you know, the different exercises you do? Is there anything else, like maybe a certain eating habit, uh, so, sort of like a, a way that you do to keep yourself healthy? Every morning I get up, I take vitamin C, raw vitamin C, and I take a lot of vitamins. And that's definitely helped my, even for the way I look and feel, it's been amazing for the, the stuff that I've been taking. Um, uh, I try and take that every morning. Uh, take like hair and skin and nail tablets as well. Um, the vitamin C has been amazing. Uh, magnesium, I take that every morning as well. Mm. And I try and go at, at least once a week for a, a, a full uh, massage. So I get that once a week as well. Every Friday night I'll get a massage. Wow, wow. And is there any special routine you do in the gym? Is there any special exercises or any particular things or you're just mainly into cardio no i i just go and do a lot of squats like squatting to, to give you no strength in your core yeah and so the, core, differ core the, diff the core muscle but when you come out the difference after a couple of sessions of going regularly you see your mind so much clearer yes yes of course yeah <laughs> you bring more oxygen to the brain isn't it yeah yeah wonderful and uh what would you say to people um who's obviously, you know, not focusing not focusing on their health, what would you be your advice uh, for them? To get a lot of discipline into your life. When you get discipline into your life, then you're going to take positive action of actually making yourself do this stuff. Obviously, I know a lot of people sick can't make them decisions, but if you're actively maybe not doing the right things that you know that's making you unhealthy, you need to cut it out as soon as possible. And the, the, the rewards of what you're going to reap will be unbelievable in time. But you just have to give yourself time. Of course, yeah. And uh, what about sleep? What do you do? Do you do anything special for your sleep? Um, I put lavender on my pillow every night. Like lavender spray, all of it spray. The, the, the lavender you get out of Holland and Bart and stuff. Um, and I, I'm in bed every night, nearly for nine o'clock. Like every single night I'm in bed for like nine, half nine every night. Wow, what well that's good. And what yeah. time do you wake up? Um half six. 
Oh wow! Okay, that's good. Yeah, num- yeah. that's a lot of sleep. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. That's that's very good. I mean, do you do anything to follow? Uh, like like, do you follow or read things about health, uh, I, happiness I, or anything? I try, I, I try and read as many books as I can. But the I'm on. I'm just trying to read the Bible at the minute as well. So, yes, I should really listen to podcasts about health and stuff too to keep your mind. Oh off. right, okay, that's good. And yep. is there any particular person you follow? Um, I like your man. Know the fellow SAS, the boy of that. Okay. All right. Okay. And uh, with regards to health, do you have like a uh, somebody you follow or guru or books that you've read that you find that you know you would recommend? Some of the ones that I've seen out of NI supplements in Northern Ireland, he has. He's a really good. Uh, he's online stuff that you can get though, like food supplements and all and advice. That's okay. Peter Bird. So a fellow called Peter Bird, um, NI Supplements. Okay, right. And is that recommended by somebody? Yeah, that's recommended by Peter himself. Oh, right, okay. But how do you get to know him in the first place? Um, I've, He actually comes into my shop and he speaks to my my, my workers. Oh, right, to them, keep, he, help he, them he, as well. He gives them advice on nutrients and everything else, yeah. Oh, maybe we should invite him on my podcast at <laughs> Boy. Yeah, definitely, no problem. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, but I'll check him out first, so I'll get some information from you. Um, no because I'm I'm into health because I realize that health is wealth. Um, you know, in a sense that that's why I always like li- like to ask people about this statement. But I think I've already mentioned it to you, and you are quite into health anyway, so I can see that you put a lot of focus into it. Um, yeah, health is well. What do you think of that? I think it's it's an absolute amazing uh, like sentence, isn't it? Because you don't really until you sort of dissect what it actually means. It's you're only going to have as much wealth in your life if you're healthy, and if you you're, you're it's priceless. No, I mean you can't buy health, so you have to really really look after yourself. And I think the body is really good at bouncing back of obviously if it hasn't been looked after. But once you start to look after yourself, like the body, like you you, you look so much better. You, from your eyes and your skin, your hair, everything looks amazing when you're looking after yourself. And, and I think it's a big thing when people actually say to you, like, you look far younger than what you are, do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yeah, just like us believers, God says that you have to look after the temple. You yeah, know? amen. So, you know, our body is the temple of God. So, and, uh, you know, he said that you have to guard your mind, you know, and obviously understanding we've got the mind of Christ, you know, that's how we need to, you know, work on our lives. So every parts, you know, different aspects of our life, including, you know, looking after the temple. Because if we don't have this, that's it. You know, that's uh, that's Game finished. Over. You know, God, yeah. God, of course, can heal you, but you know, prevention is better than cure. You yeah. know, if we don't get sick, I mean, for me, sickness or disease is actually disease. So when our body is supposed to be flowing, lots of ease to it when there is a disturbance or un- unbalance, yeah, like tilt to the balance, that's when we get disease. Disease is disease, you know. That's yeah. how, you know, we're out of killed. And God has put a balance to our life, you know. And scientifically, you know, we're just supposed to work certain ways. And quite often if we do things to poison our body, you know, we- we're just going to obviously receive the harvest, isn't it? Whatever you yeah. reap. You know, uh, whatever you have, uh, so you're going to reap, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Now the other thing is, um, you know, with regards to um the spiritual sides, um, is there beside prayer, is there anything else you do that will help, you know, your spiritual life? Um, I was a I was downstairs with the monks, the Christian monks. Um, so that was like three days with no phone and no speaking. So um I actually went down a few weeks ago and that was very spiritual where it was very uh disciplined where you're saying to yourself like if everybody in this day and age they're so used to lifting their phone and they walk about on their phone so that was good to spend time with god and just be i stayed down there so that for uh a few Wait, days uh ross trevor christian monks it's oh, uh wow. it's amazing very very good so it's very very quiet as you can imagine but it was good for me to give me discipline too because it's we need to keep ourselves disciplined discipline's a big big thing in my face because if you're not disciplined what have you got mm, that's good but not many people are disciplined though how do you cultivate discipline how do you tell well, yourself to be disciplined when, when i'm speak when i when i speak to some of my clients and they're, they're not having a good time and stuff I, I always say to them get down on your knees and pray to god mm. and then i was saying that to people yes i do i was praying but i went downstairs with the monks and the discipline that they have like they 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 just worship God four or five times every single day in different services. And wow. when I come back up, the, the hardest thing is doing it the first couple of times. And then once you get into it, you're used to it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, but the, the, the difference of having a bit of discipline and, and being praying and even praying on your knees compared to just standing praying, mm. it shows that you're disciplined to God. But as you know yourself, if, if, you, uh, if you do things that God wants you to do, he'll bless you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He's very, very loving God. Of course, yeah. And uh, so, do you do you mean that maybe a meditation that yeah, you were yeah. doing there as well? Yeah, a meditation. Yeah. So, how do you do your meditation? Just I just get down, um, like cross my legs and just calm my mind for a couple of minutes, and then just try and do the breathing techniques. Um, I, to be honest, if you should, I should do a lot more meditation than I actually do because you should be doing that as much as possible because that gets your your mind calmed right down. There's like 70,000 thoughts go through your mind every day. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I, I know because uh, I I do, I, I mean, yeah, I learn and then now I teach. Um, Not teach, I mean like share, you know, yeah. on, on meditation because um, I've learned the power of the mind and obviously understanding about, you know, the quantum world, which is actually the spiritual realm really. You know, where people talk about, you know, energy and vibration. Actually, they're all the spiritual realm. And actually, when you go into the meditation states, and the good thing is that's when, um, you know, you, you actually enter into that realm. And the more we actually, just like what you did, you know, shut down on all the other things, uh, you actually enter that very easily, you know, becomes it becomes like... Um, uh, second nature yeah go into that state where you know you just focus on what you know meditating on what is there and god actually or, or whatever you know people believe you know for, for me i believe in god just like you you know uh jesus will show you know the answers or whatever question you want you know the answer will be there you actually get that people call it intuition for us it's like that knowing you know that knowing uh, you know, or that answer, that secret or that quiet voice, you know, that tells us this is where you want to go. Yeah. 
And then with regards to, you know, just like what you mentioned, I completely agree with you, you know, the discipline. And to start with, some people, just like what you mentioned, is the drive, you know, that they're hungry. If they know what they want, then they need to go for it and put in the action and go for it. And that's where they're going to see, you know, the the reward. Because without action, nothing is going to happen, isn't it? They can just dream and talk about it, but no action, nothing will come to fruition, just like what you say. It has to be disciplined and do the work. And that's where things will come about. And I think the discipline comes on from when they have their desire. They have that hunger. And that's when they have the drive. And that's where they're going to pursue, knowing that things will come about. Right. Okay, great. I know I'm taking a lot of your time. What do you think of visualization? Visualization, affirmation, vision board, any of those things? Yeah, you can actually see. Can you see my vision board in the back? The background, no? No, I saw the whiteboard. Is that is that your whiteboard? That's the whiteboard, yeah. Yeah, I do a lot. I've I've done that for years. I do a lot of uh, affirmation and writing stuff. I I write stuff down every morning. Um, So, yes, I do believe in visualization. Um, The stuff that I visualized and everything about the shops and stuff and and, and where everything is, it's it's definitely, it's it's unbelievable how much, if you quiet your mind and visualize your, the stuff and what you want, it's very much going to happen. But you have to believe, you know what I mean? You have to believe to receive. Understood. Yes, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I completely agree with you on that side, you know. The the reason why I mention about the visualization is people always thought, oh yeah, it's been taught <laughs> by this guru and that guru. But actually God say visualization and our imagination in the Bible, it yeah. was secrets from centuries ago in the bible but just you know nobody's highlighting it and show it as a technique and god say your imagination is so powerful what you see through your eyes you know and uh, what you see in the eyes of your mind you know that is when you bring into focus and when you bring into focus that imagination and our imagination is so powerful. And if we don't know how to control it, it it's going to mess up by the enemy. And that's why the enemy brings so much through the TV, through the movies and everything to corrupt our imagination. So yeah. that we fail to imagine things that is righteous, imagine things that is fruitful and actually good. You know, that's why, you know, remember Paul said, think about beautiful lovely thoughts you know so when we bring that imagination into focus and actually god used imagination with abraham a lot of us didn't realize that as well you know uh the power of imagination i think it's uh inefficient as well and you know abraham you know just like abraham god gave the promise to abraham he said come let me show you the stars so he actually showed him all the stars and said your descendants will be as numbered as this. And that's he used imagination. And so that every time, because it was quite hard for Abraham, you know, that to to believe God, but he had faith and he believed God and that was, you know, given as righteous. So he was regarded as righteous, not because of what he has done, just because he has faith and he believed. And when we believe, even though, though that we haven't seen it yet, we haven't seen it, not like what Thomas was trying to get, 
when we actually believe this is what we're going to get, that is faith. And God will will call you righteous because when we believe that, not just because of what we could do, but what he could do for us, you know. So we as Christians, I mean, I'm, I mean, obviously there'll be a lot of people listening, not believers, that's fine, you know. So for, for us, you know, us, our discussion here, I just know that if Christians or believers would know how powerful our mind is, how power the, powerful the mind of Christ is and start learning to imagine and use the power God has given us, that creativity. I tell you, the the whatever we could achieve, right? It's it it's limitless. You know, it's so powerful. It's limitless that we can just achieve anything. That's why God says all things are powerful. I mean, all things are possible. You know. Anyway. So wonderful. So you do those affirmation because actually affirmation is what God is saying to us every day. You know, he used, he used Bible verses to get us affirm ourselves, you know. So he gave us 365, no, 366 verses for us. Do not be afraid. Amen. You know, be, do not, all the Bible verses, do not be afraid because God knew when we failed, you know, after Adam took the uh, the apple, you know, that we became fearful because we no longer understand things in the spiritual realm. And we became fearful because then we start thinking of good and evil. Then we have all this, you know, you know, start thinking of the normal five senses, you know, and that's when we become fearful. And God says, don't be fearful. Don't look at things as it is, you know, because he has seen it in the spiritual realm. He said, this is what's going to happen. And that's what's going to happen. And we can command using our mind, you know, how through imagination, can we can change all the energy, all the spiritual realm by what we command through our imagination. We change. We change things around us. And that's why we, we are, you know, we can make the change. And that's why you are on a journey now. I'm so glad to see you on a journey and how you are there, you know, guiding, helping. And I, I want people to follow you and listen to you and, you know, um, learn from you as well, Jay, because you've, you've, your story is going to teach and help so many people. And uh, there's so many people that I've interviewed been through a lot of similar story as well. You know, they have got testimonies and, um, you know, where they, um, you know, everybody is on a journey. We've got a story, you know, yep. so history is his story. You know, this this is your story, you know. And um, is there anything that uh, that you feel that could be holding you back, that you are careful this year, you know? It's like, you know, this could be a loophole and you are making sure that you're not going to fall on it, into it. I think uh, it's just keeping yourself positive and keeping yourself disciplined. I think all, all the wee, what I've learned along my life is keeping all the wee small things in check that you can keep yourself on the right path and trying to be around the right people and trying to write yourself down goals. See, writing yourself down goals and even how small they are, even get up in the morning and make your bed. You know I mean, all the wee small things is going to make you feel so much better. And once you start to get the hunger for these goals, it's when your life is going to change. Obviously, if you're not a Christian, um, I recommend that you you start praying to God and asking to show himself in your life when he will. If you've got a good heart, 
he will come if the end of the day he's not going to knock the door you have to let him in uh, once God comes into your life your life will never be the same again um, and what have you got the loss at the end of the day this, this, this world has nothing to offer you but the good thing about going forward in the 2023 this is going to be a massive year for a lot of people and I think going forward being positive and making conscious decisions to try and obviously help yourselves or help each other or even help me do you know what I mean we always have to I think the people that's going to do well this year is the ones that can adapt and move different angles and try and make themselves in all different aspects of life to try and make themselves be the best version you can be of yourself. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I think that's, uh, is, is that your secret to wealth then? Yeah, that, 100%. Yeah, it's obviously being as, giving out as much as possible and trying to help as many people, but obviously trying to making sure that you've got the mindset that if something's not working, just, just, yeah, you just have to, it's the ones that can adapt and move to a different angle of what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because I, I remember, yeah, the secret to wealth, just like what you mentioned, it's um when you add value, so the value will attract, um, you know, um, because when you give value, that's where you you are giving value to people, and that's where the tag comes with it. Because yeah. that value is so important. And for me, that's how people were saying that that's how you're going to attract the wealth because you are giving value. And the more value you give, that's where you command more wealth, you know. Yeah. Wonderful. And uh, another question, I know we, we, we're just going to end this uh, fairly soon now. So what would be, actually two last questions. What would be your advice to your younger self? Would be not to be hasty and to see things for what they are instead of acting out. Um, it only took me forty years to sort of a mature and understand that see things for what they are and then make a decision. Right. The last thing is, what would be your aspiration or inspiration for your future self? It would be to just to be limitless. Um, don't hold yourself back. Just take every opportunity as it comes, even no matter how small or how big it is, because once we make a decision to go down that path, when we open the gate to go down the path, we might not realise when we open that gate high actually where that path might lead to. And it's happened to me a few times where I've, I haven't felt really, uh, I don't know if I should do this, and when I've done it, I've found myself that small decision of me getting in that airplane to go and do that, and it was absolutely unbelievable. So everything's possible. Wonderful. Yes, thank you so much, Jay, for all this wonderful time. And it's so amazing that, uh, you know, we're on this journey, what we call life. And we are writing our own books, just like you have written that and you do the journaling. You know, just like what you said about, you know, the therapeutic, uh, the therapeutic effect of journaling. That's where you externalize some of this and get the healing. 